Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Pack filler. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Pack filler. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumbass who's ever straddled a top tube. You can be a part of the show on Facebook, Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, we're just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. I just can't get over looking at that beer. It's, I remember pouring my first beer. Hey, they're both on the wrong side of 40, slower than molasses on the bike, but I will say this, they are funny at a race. At least they will always be... Pack Filler! Hey everybody, welcome to the show in kind of what we might call the Pack Filler Studios. I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hodgson. Hi gang, welcome, to, welcome back. I mean, we've been on... We've been on a, hi- a hiatus. We've been on kind of on schedule. You've been on hiatus. Your race promotion has hurt our podcast. It has. It has. Let's and, be honest. Yeah. And the dog's in the background eating his bone. Hence, if you hear a loud thud, it is not that we're doing anything wrong. It's the dog's dropping his and bone. And people say we're unprofessional. Exactly. Bastards. Yeah. So we're not in the studios. You could tell. You can hear the dog in the background. But, the, you know, I guess that brings a little reality to it. But wait till you hear the pool. Oh, God. I can't wait for that. Oh, we've got the pool ready to go. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh. Hey, uh, we are currently climbing the iTunes Outdoor Podcast rankings like a Colombian in the 80s, like a doped-up Colombian in the 80s. That's how fast we're climbing those rankings. Give me my meth. We're not messing around. Where are we Biatch. at? Where we're, are we at? Well, uh, you know, I don't know where we're at, but we're, you know, I, I always like to look up and see that you know, we have friends who have successful podcasts, and we're within striking distance of them, and they talk about serious stuff and actually have guests on their show. Oh, guests, like Lance Armstrong. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> and Lance is yet to give us a call. We're just two drunk dipshits sitting in my living room recording a show, and people are apparently listening to us. Either it's by penance, some sort of punishment, something they had done wrong that they must pay for the price. I can see it now, a sentence that a judge hands in. Okay, and... And you know what? 
I think you should listen to 14 episodes of the Pack Filler. And then no. you'll think twice about shoplifting, no. young man. No, please, no. No. Anything. No. Jail. Jail's Anything. good. Jail's good. No, please. 14. 14, no. no. 12 and I'll do a year. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Please don't make me do that shit. But uh, apparently something's wrong with all you guys. Whoa, we got an overflow. Oh, my God. Everybody, Mark Hodgson. I'm going to say this because he just had to take off his headphones to go clean up after himself. Um, I was going to save this for later, but um, we are now both on the wrong side of 40, as I said in the intro. Mark Hodgson has turned 40 years young, ladies and gentlemen, to avoid the cliche, which I didn't. I said young. And um, I bought him a birthday beer here today because... The show has no budget, but I, that, I'm glad you picked that one because that one looked actually fairly interesting. No, it is interesting. The The thing is, it's delicious, too, <laughs> it's, um, it's, having it's, just tasted a lot of the foam. I mean, you're seeing yeah. how I'm pouring the beer. I'm not pouring it aggressively. No, you're I mean, not. It's literally, if it touches, it, it's like a science experiment where you yeah. add uh, Alka-Seltzer and something really bad. Yeah. And it just explodes. The beer's got more head than what a frat boy dreams of. Yeah, story of my life, more head than my <laughs> life, really. But. Oh, God. Back to the show. Hey, be sure and rate us on iTunes, and that's how we can tell how we were doing. And um, apparently, well, we're doing good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of you guys are doing it, and, and that's nice to see. And uh, we'll take the good and the bad, I guess. What's the bad? I haven't had any bad yet, but I, I'm, I'm interested to see some bad. I would throw down for the bad. I mean, you know what? I want the bad. Uh Frankly, so we can have you on the show. Yeah, exactly. So I'm feeling a little ornery. Oh, this is going to be a fun one tonight. We had a lot of stuff happening beforehand. Let's uh, quote unquote pay some bills. Thanks to David McQuillan over at the Sufferfest. I know his realm of the world is enjoying probably Sufferfest videos right now. The rest of us, however, are in the outdoors. We're getting some some outdoor training time. Um, so thanks to the Sufferfest. Be sure and head over to packfiller.com. Click on the Sufferfest banner. He's got all kinds of videos that are just Great ways to make you wish you never bought a bicycle in the first place. While you're on it, though, but don't you feel kind of badass afterwards? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Once you're done, while you're there, it's a little rough. You kind of got that cock of the walk thing. You know, after you finish, it's like, oh, man. You know, walking out and back into the house, look at how sweaty I am. My wife kind of gag reflexes and stuff like that. But my son goes, Dad, wow. Is that sweat? Is that yes. sweat? What is that? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll be talking more about those probably in the winter t- months for us. Because I, I, I always think of that guy in American Flyers in the first scene <laughs> in the in the gym where he's that bald, like forty something guy on the bike where he's just dripping sweat. Oh yeah, you know. And then the kid actually goes over to the water fountain and splashes water on himself yeah, to try yeah. and look like he worked out. I think that's two separate scenes. Is it? I, I hate to have that knowledge, but yeah. Well, I remember the kid. Oh, God. Kid's name was Randolph. Holy shit. Wasn't it Randall? I think it's Randolph. Might have been Randolph. It was Randolph or Randall. Regardless, we have... Wanted to be a bowler. Yeah. I want want a bowling ball, Well, you know, you see a couple of black, even golfers, there's one. (laughs) Yeah. Golfers, we got one guy. Bowlers, we got none. We got nothing, Dad. You don't see any black bikers. You do now, though. Get your ass in the gym. Get in the gym, exactly. Uh, Road ID, another one of our friends uh, who's supporting the podcast. Thanks to Road ID for everything out there. Banner, click on that. Uh, it's who I am. I think is their little catchy jingle. And uh, yeah, I've got one on right now as we speak. 
Good. Just in case I get lost between here and the bathroom. You and Bob Roll. Exactly. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and all those sorts of things. Um, happy birthday, young man. Well, thank you. Even though we're about a two week weeks. Out. About a week yeah, out. About, about a week about out. About a week out. Um, holy shit. Yeah. I've, I've been 40 for a while. I, You know, 40 is good. I've been 40 for more than the year of 40. I got to admit, I think my toughest birthday as far as age has ever been concerned, which is, it seems so trite right now, <laughs> was 26. Why? I don't know. I just kind of bumped over the edge, and it was kind of a rough year. And really? Yeah, it just didn't work out for me. But aside from that, I've always been really happy with where I'm at. So 40, I'm about where I should be, and you know, I'm really happy. Like, if I was 18... You did a lot in the last year or so. Yeah. If I was 18... And I were to look at myself at 40 and yeah. say, okay, this is what your life's like at 40. I think I'd be okay. You know, I think if like somebody yeah. could show me a crystal ball and say, this is what your life's like. I can see that. You're going to yeah. have a radio show and a law practice and a beautiful wife and a wonderful child. I don't think I'd bitch at the age of 18. Jesus. So I think I'm good. Now you're making me all depressed. What? You think your 18-year-old self would be sad that you have yeah. the best job in the world, a great wife and a healthy child? Yeah. Your 18-year-old self had some problems then. I mean, no, probably no, probably my, your 18-year-old self thought you were going to the Olympics, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, but it was that um, kind of thing. It was yeah. that kind of thing. I'm joking. No, yeah. I'm, I'm completely content with my life. But I'm uh, telling your wife. <laughs> Don't, please. She's going to kick my I'm ass. so telling your She's wife. She's in the other room, too. Honey, stay in there. That's actually how I judge my life, though. I'm like, <laughs> if I could look at it when I was 17, 18, senior in high school, yeah. if, if I could look forward and go, okay, this is what your life's like at 40, 35, 32, would I be really pissed at myself or would I be stoked? And I, so far, I think I'd be stoked. Yeah. Oh, hell, then that, I guess that's, that's, isn't that what it's all about? So far, so good. I mean, don't don't think that things can't go horribly wrong. Um, any second, any second, <laughs> you know, the cops are going to catch up with you. Wrong, they're gonna, yeah, but, they're gonna... uh, but no, so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so forty is not that that bad of a deal. But for some reason, twenty six was rough. I don't remember why, but for some other reason, twenty six rings a bell. Mid twenties are always those years when you're trying to figure out. Oh my God, you know what? How am I going to? I'm tired of eating just ramen like I did in college. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The job. Dream job didn't really pan out, you know. When I originally thought fifteen hundred bucks a month was going to be more than I ever could have dreamt of, I could totally save on that. Yeah, yeah. And now you're going shit. Oh yeah, and it's just, it gets to be shitty. No, well, I re- I remember those. No, years. those were kind of tough years because you're running out of time too. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, you know, right around. I mean, when you're closing on thirty, not saying that like you hit thirty and it's over, but you should be working on something at yeah. that point. Yeah, you know, I was out with a couple friends of mine. Uh, who actually host podcasts themselves, nothing to do with outdoors and sports like that. Um, and uh, just a couple of years out of college. And it was so interesting when, you know, we we go to a bar and we order we order a beer, something like that there, you know, they say, hey, you know. Uh, Calculating. I said, I'll get this round. I'll get this round. So I'll, I grab a picture of some sort of an amber fat tire or something yeah. like that. Bring it over to them and they just, eyes fell out of their head. They were in such shock. They're like, oh my God, we were going to buy the first round and it was going to be PBR or something like that. And I, you know, I didn't do it to show off, but I think once you reach a certain age, you're like, 
dude, if I can't drink halfway decent beer, I'm not going to drink any beer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Pepsi's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tap water <laughs> tap or just good. screw you, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So I remember those years, and they were interesting. Well, it's it's interesting, too, where you see people dividing up a check and all that stuff. Like, yeah, well, yeah. didn't you have the salad? I mean, it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, if you're going to screw me over salad, I don't want you as a friend anyway, so I'm just going to go ahead and cash out. And, <laughs> yeah. um, cash out of the You know, I'll tell you what, if you, if you ever want to buy me dinner again, do it. But, yeah, you know that's that's our age, and I think that's different. I I think I learned that a lot when I was dating. Actually, before I met my wife, I remember I went out on a date and dated a gal who was like twenty two, and Ooh. she was a responsible twenty two year old, owned a house, had a job, and everything. And stripper? No, no. Um, <laughs> I, I just I, I to say truly stripper. don't even remember what she did, but stripper. very nice girl, and uh, like literally, um, I, I said something like, "Well, you know, it's like." To go to New York, because I'm always looking for short trips. Like, okay. I went to Amsterdam for six days. I think I'm going to go to, hopefully, Hong Kong in September to buy a suit, because um, you can get them made in, like, 48 hours, and I'm going to come back and hopefully, like, stop off in Hawaii. But, because I don't have time, I, I do okay, but I, I've i always wanted to go to Hong Kong to buy you're a suit. You're going to Hong Kong to buy a suit? Well, because they make it right off the rack. I mean, it's Now you're just made. being an ass. Why? I, I just I go to freaking you wouldn't do that just for men to buy a suit. I do too. One of those that's yeah, what's, men's what's, warehouse. Who's the, yeah, that guy. I no, I, you're, I guarantee it. Yeah, um, uh, that's where I buy is I buy suits there, and I think they're great, and I buy them at Nordstrom Rack. But I like going places, and I don't have that much time. And so, what's a dumb excuse to go to Asia? Wow, I don't have that much time. I can't take that much time off. So why not just go get a suit? <laughs> I'm just trying to. I mean, I would think I want to go to Hong Kong just to see Hong Kong, but I wouldn't say I'm going to get a suit. But Hong Kong's a city. I've been to lots of cities. Yeah. So a few days in Hong Kong, fly back. I think I can do it right around October. Hit Kona on the way back, and oh. and then I can see the World Championships. See, and then just ride straight home. Ten days tops. Oh, so yeah. Did you mention Kona in this sentence already, or was I too busy focusing yeah, on the fact that you're Kona. buying a suit? You did mention Kona yeah, before. Yeah, but I'll, I'll have the suit with me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you crash, you could use it. Don't like... try to get inside my head. I've okay. used that before, but I, I just don't don't try to figure me out. Uh, no, so. Kona could be cool. No, I, mean, I think Kona. I have to Hawaii, you know, in general. But I don't know. I'm. I would go to Kona. I think my wife would kill me if I went to Maui without her. Yeah. So I don't think I could do that. We'll have to Skype a show while you're there for the world champion. We could try it. Yeah. We should not try. Do what? Well, have to bring mics to Hong Kong. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do with it. You could do with your laptop and a, and a, uh, I, I give you a little handheld guy. Yeah, but I got a mic. See, that's what I mean. Laptop and a mic. We could do it through either FaceTime or Skype. Yeah, we could just do it. I mean, I'm not going to have that much with me. See, I'd like to. I've, I, you know, you guys have told me all the, about that whole Kona experience, and it just it pisses me off every time because, it, wow, it's kind of like the tour, but more accessible. It's um, like a tour meets, and I don't mean this to sound cheesy. It's like the tour meets at Disneyland. I mean, kind of, yeah. the The best part about me is I love to race. I think you know, I I really I've only raced once this year. I'd like to race a couple more times before the end of the season, but. Or the end of the year, like before it gets cold. But uh, I think, you know, I love to race and I love being around it. But I, I have a limited capacity to be around races and everything else. Such, like, I mean, I think our friend Roger, friend of the show, yeah. great podcast himself. I believe it's the Endurance Hour. Great, yeah. great group. 
um, different, completely different podcasts than yeah. ours. Um, no beer anywhere <laughs> no, near that. They're healthy. And yeah, shit. They're, they're Speaking of which, I'm going to reach for my whole whole vitamins and shit like that. Oh god! But uh, great guys. I mean, they can literally spend time in the village because they know people too, and it's fun and everything. They'll spend hours in the 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 village for Iron Man. Yeah, hours and hours. Me, I'm good for about an hour. Like I'll go, but I I mean I enjoy the bikes. Like I enjoy looking at the newest. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe how pretty the Cannondales were. Really? Well, I I want one of the leaky gas Cannondales. I think they're gorgeous looking bikes. Well, that's the whole thing is. But when would you have ever thought in the '80s that a Cannondale was pretty? They are and always were the first bikes we referred to as pregnant bikes. They looked like they were so fat that they could spout out a you know a, a Schwinn at any given point in time. They were ugly. With yeah, that big. So with that like they big built a bike tube. over a current bike with yeah. paper mache, and it was disgusting looking bikes. Decent bikes, actually. Stippered I and mean, shit. Yeah, great bikes. Yeah. I mean, they made a good bike, but it was ugly. I mean, it was just an ugly bike, and now they're literally elegant. Yeah. Um. And so you get to go see, like, I mean, I think I saw my first elegant Cannondale at Kona about five years ago. I mean, I saw just the Cannondale where I went and saw a Cannondale bike and went, I'd like to ride that. And they'll really? let you ride them. Um, yeah. You know, and so they're they're pretty cool about all that. They're, it's all state-of-the-art. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, all the athletes are there. They're very accessible. You know, the well, for stars. the triathlon world, that is their full-on be-all, end-all existence of of PR and oh, marketing. Yeah. Well, I certainly hope we're going to talk about Lance's show. We can talk about Lance's oh, show. Oh, I would love to talk about yeah, the stars. We can talk about Lance's Let's show. talk about that. But, yeah, the Kona experience, uh, one, it's in Hawaii. So it's like the yeah. perfect place the perfect temperature the perfect people it's Shit. it's awesome and you can get away from it that's the beauty of it i think is that you can go and land a beach for three hours and nobody you yeah. can go get a mai tai you can go it, it's hawaii for pete's sake yeah or you've got the people you know like our friends who are so much are more into it per se and would rather kind of absorb that the entire time is it a networking thing or the, is it a social aspect that that you're not well, that's so not, far that, into then. That, that's not entirely true. I think last time I was there, people kind of split it because really? once you realize what Hawaii has to offer, I mean, we went and swam with dolphins. Yeah, you know, I mean, literally swam in the ocean with dolphins, and they came up like within a feet of us. I mean, hundreds of them. I mean, it was un- unbelievable. So you could split your time. Dolphins are the triathletes of the sea. You know, they're the beautiful animals. Well, you know, all that kind of stuff. They, I bust. I, I I'm gonna bust. Go out a li- on triathletes. You know, a little bit because I I see a lot of them and I know a lot of them. They know I could probably bust their balls a little bit, but I've never seen more shirtless people in my entire life than I have in the triathlon world. Yeah, they do look good. They always. Are shirtless, yeah. and I think I posted on Facebook the other day where I said, um, wh- "Whatever happened to chest hair? Where did chest hair go? Because apparently, it just stopped growing. I was the last poor schmuck to be apparently dipped in it, but um, it's just—I mean, I I see most triathletes walking around before, during, after after a race shirtless, and they're completely just shiny. I mean, oh, suddenly like, manscaping's a bad thing." And I'm not saying, well, and maybe I am. It just, uh, it's, it, it cracks me up how, how, I mean, it could be 48 degrees and these guys will be shirtless. Yeah, that's true. I think, you know, the triathlete body's interesting to me because I think the men come out pretty good. You know, yeah. the, men, the men come out pretty good. The women, 
for the for the high end races, there's some beautiful women in triathlon, but there's also it's, it's a difficult race for the high end um, Kona athletes because I find the women lose many of their secondary sex characteristics, um, such as hips and breasts, really? things like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not that. Not that they're necessarily unattractive, but the the price to pay for a high end Kona, you know, if you're going to be a Kona athlete, yeah, um, even a Kona pro, especially, that's a pretty tough road to hoe. I mean, I don't tough road to hoe. Tough road to hoe. You know what that means? No, but I you just said hoe. Yeah, I did. And you're talking about women. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Um, uh, the, uh, and I drew attention to it. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, that, that's the one thing I think the men come out really good cause they're all shaved and waxed and stuff. And then the, the women, the women sometimes at the high end Kona level, um, can be almost sexless. You I mean, think so? Well, at that point, wow. at that point in their training, you heard I it here first, ladies and gentlemen, there's, there's, there's beautiful women there too, but it's, it's a different deal. I mean, they're sacrificing so much at that point that, their bodies are made to race, period. Yeah. Chrissy okay. Wellington always looks very feminine, but yeah. uh, some of them, some of them, it's tough. I okay. mean, uh, direct all angry emails to Mark at packfiller.com. Mark at packfiller.com. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm not Mark Hodson. <laughs> I'm Pat Bolger. <laughs> I do. I, I I found that. I mean, you know, I, I will I will say along those same lines. I honestly many times uh, wish the guys would put a freaking shirt on. I don't know. I mean, I'm not even gay, and and I'd say the guys look pretty good. I'm I'm not disagreeing with that, but it, really, are you homophobic? No, I'm <laughs> kidding me. Just admit it. I mean, they no, look I'm not. Pretty good. They do look pretty good. I'm saying that, but put a shirt on. Why? Because it, you don't like nipples. Why don't you like? I don't like Pat? to say nipples, <laughs> but there are so many of them around, and they're always walking around. I mean, they, I think I don't know. I I mean, I have a friend of mine who's who I'll go over to his house, and he'll be walking around shirtless. Triathlete. Okay. It's like, Why are you just walking into his house? I mean, and he's shirtless. I mean, really, maybe you could expound on that. <laughs> well, I was fixing his air conditioning, and I just thought I'd check <laughs> I in. I was delivering a pizza. And then the <laughs> slow music started in the background. Excuse me. I did not mean to come in on you at this very moment in time. Can I have a glass of lemonade? Uh. <laughs> Perhaps in a minute. Come here, Francois. See, now you just ruined my whole point. God damn it. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think I think it's interesting. I, I would love to have a show on that. I think we could do an entire show on the body beautiful. Literally, like, what is the difference between a triathlete and a female cyclist? Um, there is a difference. There is a difference. I, I honestly think, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, I think, I think we are both involved in sports that are extremely heavily image conscious. Uh, uh, triathlon, so cycling, road cycling, and mountain biking. My, mountain biking might have some people who preferred their image to be showing up at the start line with a cigarette in their mouth. But um, did you see that? Yeah, after twenty four hours. Yeah, absolutely. Like just like putting it out and then yeah. they're going. Yeah. Oh, I see that all the time. And uh, no, that's that's. But that's an image. It's all this image, basic. You know, it's all focused on that. Triathletes, I'm sorry, you're. I am a. You know, I've they are done a triathlete. People. It's a vain group, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not saying that to belittle triathletes. Many of them they look are very good. image. They do, and hence, and they know they look good. 
it's a lifestyle, and I think they busted their 90, ass for it. So ninety-eight percent of them reap the benefits. Yeah, maybe ninety-nine, might be ninety-nine. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm yeah. just saying that as a stereotypical thing. Cyclists, road cyclists, are just the same. I mean, sock length. Look at Villaminati. I mean, sock length has to be a certain size. Um, helmets. Does you know you got to tilt it? You got to put the glasses temple its temples outside the helmet strap. I Why? Mean, I. Have no, no. Nobody knows. Yeah. But because it's done. That's why it's done. And, I mean, talk about an image-conscious sport. I oh can actually God. give a reason. Why? Advertising. To show the, the brand of the Correct. sunglasses. Okay. I'll give you that. I give a reason. I'll because you, you are sponsored by a sunglass company. Both of us have been sponsored by sunglass companies before. Yeah, yeah. And you put, the, you put them outside of the straps. Put the temples outside the straps. See, that's why you do it. I have now, no Velminati, yeah, Velminati. I just do it. I uh, always do it. And no one ever told me to. Put the but helmet on first, the glasses on second. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And then you learn after a while to take the glasses off first, or if you take your helmet off, you put your glasses forward. Or you put your little palms forward and you pull the whole thing off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a full face. Yeah. Can be done. Next so yeah so anyway what my point was is you know it's a very you know vain vanity is a, in this element I don't consider it a bad thing I consider it something to be embraced and understood I call triathletes probably behind their back a little bit more than I should um, the beautiful people because they are oh my god most of them are all absolutely you know they piss me off because you guys are so attractive makes yeah. me I hate you well, I think they are too yeah you know yeah. I think ninety nine percent are period. yeah. Yeah. So okay, there we go. Enough said. I hey. think it's tough. The the only thing I was saying is right around the high end events, it's yeah. it's tough, and that's just because people are going so low body fat. I mean, everything's oh, on that one shit. race. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's looking a little rough if if they're overtrained or something like that, which is very common. So that's my point. Okay. Okay. Hey, speaking of which, um, have you been riding? You've been getting out? No. I finally have been. Well, I well, first of all, everybody knows that my my other realm of employment outside of this podcast and announcing is is working as a teacher. So now is like Oh yeah, that's why I did that last 9 months. I hate you. <laughs> so it's I'm actually getting out. I mean, I I you know, I haven't been doing a ton of miles. I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie. I've not been doing a ton of a ton of miles. I hate you. I've hardly been doing any miles. You have Time. I do have some more time. Um, in fact, I've I've forced myself to ride my bike a little bit more. I purchased myself. I don't know if you saw it when you walked in out on the porch. Stout. A uh, Bob trailer. It, I, I wasn't sure what it was. I, I went. I actually looked at it and went, okay, that's okay there. Wow. It's I mean, a that's... trailer for uh, hooking up to your road and or mountain bike. And it's stout. It is. It's. I mean, well, this sucker's because of the trail run series that um, my wife and our business partner and I are putting together, this GD trail run series, um, because I'm setting up and tearing down courses, and I'm having to walk the course. And so I thought, God, it'd be nice to have one of these trailers, strap all my gear to it, and go out and ride the course and set up, tear down that much faster. I haven't done it yet. Uh, we're going to see if tomorrow's the first day for that. But um, I also took it to the freaking grocery store. The other day, just hooked up my bike, took, rode my bike to my older 1980s classic Davidson Impulse with Campanello Super Record. It's a pretty bike. It is a pretty bike. It's a pretty it, bike. It looks like Eddie Van Halen shit all over it, though, because it's got that kind of that paint job. 
It does. It's it's all over the 1980s look. What are you doing? I'm speckling. Yeah, yeah. Do not uh, bother me now. I'm speckling. Might as well jump. <laughs> jump. It, and it, uh, it's a great old bike. And I rode it to the store yesterday and, uh, you know, strapped my... My my wine and my baguettes to the to the trailer, and, and I drank the wine and I lost the baguettes. Yes, but I rode home with my groceries, and I should have taken the dry sack that the trailer comes with because I was very nervous about the tra- the the groceries bouncing off of the trailer on the way home. But uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun to play with, and you know, it's it, I I've always said in the summer months. I've got to do my effort to to leave my car keys somewhere else because you know shit you know even just going around and riding stuff like that it's not a bad way to go out and do something. Well, it's funny too because your outings, just regular did day outings, suddenly become fun. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's yeah, it's a good way to go. Yeah, and so my son my son likes to go with me and stuff like that. Speaking of which, he got a new mountain bike. A little punk. Uh huh. Um, he was out. We were out riding one of the courses the other day, and his crank arm fell off. <laughs> Just plunk on a new one. No, this is an older one. And uh, how does that happen? Well, probably because his dad doesn't do enough maintenance on his kid's bike. But I don't think it was that. Because once I once I got the crank off and I looked at this crank spindle and the cra- inside the crank itself, it was it was pretty chewed up. I think it would gone through some some wear and tear and some years probably of being loose. And uh, then I took it over to a local sh- shop here and we we talked about it. They, we looked about ordering a new crank and things like that. And I was looking at the mountain bikes they have on stock and. My kids, you know, I, I want them to get into road riding, and then we'll baby step our way into that. But um, I was looking at the mountain bikes, and I was actually impressed to see that they're reasonably affordable. They are much more so probably than road bikes. Yeah. Like and a top-end mountain bike, what do you think that'll run you? Top-end. Uh, the one I would really like that I saw that I was drooling over um, was on sale for four, yeah. but um, I think it's like close to six. You know, Four to that's, six. that's that's a that's th- this store. I'm gonna and well, is that like I'm a gonna top fuel or I'm gonna give him a shout out because it was two wheel transit here in town. Um, great guy, the Forshag uh, is the name, the last name of the owners. Uh, great people and uh, and really good service. I really had a good time with them and they were polite to me. And um, I bought this bike for the kid and their project one not of uh, the road bikes. You know, their project one road bikes are like nine grand. They're that's, they're way that's up when there. I, that's my point. Yeah. But the high-end mountain bikes, I was looking online, and I think they're highest, highest. I mean, like, you can't Cats get anything pajamas. better. Yeah, all carbon, all beautiful, seven. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of money, but I got his bike for, you know, 600 bucks. Well, that's that's my point. Is 29er, like, too. He's got the big wheels. He's got now. 29er? Yeah. I like those, too. It's freaking cool. I'm pissed. Yeah. My wife's got a... a, a my wife's got a pretty nice mountain bike. I bought her that a couple of years ago. My kid just got this. He's got the 29er. And who's on the antique with parts from 1992? Your wife? This guy. Your son? Me. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Damn I just, it. I just assumed. <laughs> I get the shaft, man. What's up? I'm on a Trek Top Fuel, and yeah. my son is actually... A, he only has one wheel, but we're going to get him another one We're working month. on it. We're, we're going to get him another one. I guess you could say I'm practicing what we preach on the show. You know, go out there and quit spending money on yourself and get your kid a bike. Well, that, that brings a question in my mind. I mean, how's he using That's going to boil on? over. That's going to foam over. God, you think he would learn. 
40 years old and he's pouring his first beer, ladies and gentlemen. That is the dumbest beer I've ever I've ever poured. I mean, literally, I, I saw you going and it was like, whoa, how do you even crack a toa? I, you know, it's like, what is did my AA sponsor <laughs> create this beer? I mean, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <His> sponsor. <laughs> My, a brewery sponsored by AA. We I mean, make literally, s- I'm halfway through this beer right now, and, and I've been unable <laughs> to pour an entire glass. We will make you so frustrated by pouring our beer that you will not drink again. <laughs> this is great. I mean, uh, apparently, the first step is realizing you have a problem pouring yeah, beer. Exactly. I mean, oh, I'm even hitting Christ. the glass. I mean, I'm not. This is yeah, not an aggressive not pour. This is not an aggressive pour. It's going, folks. You're pouring pretty fast, though. Oh, give me a break. Look at that. Say. Look at that. This no, is I mean, you're ju- you're pouring quickly out of... Yeah, the bottle's even foamed all the way up. This is nonsense. Jesus. The dumbest beer ever. So in bikes, um, my kids got this new uh, mountain bike. Nice looking Trek. Really good looking bike. I, I don't know a lot about the Trek line. I, I To be honest, I kind of neglected it for a while. Well, the Trek's not 29er, is it? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Well, there's two there's two brands of 29ers, though. Isn't there? The 29er is just the wheel size. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's a 29er. Uh, there's another. There's actually two niner, a brand of bikes. Yeah, that's yeah. the ones I saw. Yeah, no, this is this is Trek bicycles, oh. but they're building 29-inch wheels. Yeah, Gary, they're cool. Gary Fisher was the one who came up with the concept. That's what I thought. Trek I thought it was Fisher. owns Gary Fisher. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't know Trek owned Gary Fisher. Oh, yeah. I bought him out a while ago. I know. Yeah, Gary's sitting someplace nice and warm. I'm sure. Uh, on 27-inch wheels. Laughing at Greg Lamont. 26-inch wheels. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. He, no, he's on 29ers. Greg, uh, not Greg. Oops. Sorry, Greg. Uh, Gary designed the 29 concept. And from what I understand, I, I wish I could ride his bike because you get those wheels going. They will. You don't have to worry about single drag. You can just bomb through everything with those things now. So it's cool. It's a cool bike. I'm yeah. jealous. Are they less nimble than a 26-inch wheel, though? Y- yes, but you don't have to worry about being nimble. You can, it'll roll. It'll keep rolling through a lot of this stuff. I mean, once you get the bike up to speed, it'll go. Yeah, I mean, but what about tight single track? Yeah, I guess it holds pretty well. No problem? Yeah. All yeah. right. I mean, yeah. I don't have that kind of skills. I haven't. I haven't ridden it yet, so I'm, yeah. I mean, my freaking 13-year-old kid's on it, and I'm not. Oh, that's nice. But how many start lines have I started with? Have I pedaled a stroke in, da- in anger this year yet? No. No. Not at all. Well. On on top of that, uh, my folks came over uh, from Montana to visit us, and they brought with them their, quote, used, unquote, tandem that they um, decided to give us. Have like a couple hundred miles on it. Uh, Yeah, I'm thinking at the most. This thing is a custom paint job. It's all um, STI, you know, Shimano 600. It's got the flight deck computer, so you can tell what gear you're in. All this kind of stuff, ceramic rims, uh, weighs ceramic about, rims, yeah, weighs about a half. Well, it's got the braking surface on them, so oh, it, nice. it holds better. And uh, I mean, probably, I mean, my, same brand as the current tandem my wife and I have, and I would say this is f- ten pounds lighter. Wow, the bike. I mean, it's and they just rolled up to said, "Hey, are you guys, we uh, replacing ours? We thought you'd like this one." So you have huh. their old one? Huh. Yeah. What did they get new? Um, I don't know yet. They have a Calfi tandem at home, which is a carbon fiber tandem uh-huh. that they won't let us ride because I think they think our weight is too heavy that we will crack it. Ooh. Which is always a nice thing for your parents to say to you. Get on the bike more is what they're saying. No, they're then saying we'll don't get it. on our bike. Get you'll, on your bike You'll more break our toys, Tubbo. <laughs> Way to go, Fatty McFatterton. Love you, Dad. <laughs> 
I could never live up to his standards. See how slow I'm pouring? Speaking of to Tubby McTubberton. <laughs> so new Tanner, which is cool. My son's got a new 29er. Um, my wife didn't get anything new. I didn't get anything new. God damn it. Um, let's talk about the uh, uh, recent events. Mine or yours? Well, we can go quick over mine. Okay, let's go over yours. Um, I just recently, this last weekend, Mark and I pulled double duty, as I said on uh, the tweet. Uh, if you if you listened clearly enough, you could probably hear us in stereo just in central Washington somewhere because we were at opposite ends of the state broadcasting this weekend. I was at the Tri-Monroe, which is held in Monroe. Washington. Monroe, Washington. Yeah. Um, and I got to say. Right by Madison. Madison. Well, Monroe versus yeah. Madison. Gotcha. It's one of the biggest court cases ever. Everybody knows that. You're such a lawyer nerd. Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, it was, you know, it was a little tiny lake, and super sprint distance was the longest distance. And uh, they're shorter. Yeah, I mean, quick, boom. Well, a lot of it was focused towards juniors, which okay. I thought was pretty cool. It was a national. I mean, there were kids from all over the country at this thing, uh-huh. and um, super short swim. Uh, the bike was draft legal. Which means no what kind of bars, none. At the most, you could have just the tiny little clip-ons on the end with no elbow pads, with no wrist pads to, okay. to keep you up. And uh, it was—I mean, the, the it felt like a crit. It felt like a road criterium on this course because we saw them. They they blocked off the whole road, and we saw them both directions. There was some, you know, so they had to do like four or five laps, and we'd see them twice a lap. And then the run was around the lake, so we got to see the whole thing. It was one of the coolest spectator courses I had seen for uh-huh. a try in a long time. And I got to say, um, you know, I'll bust balls at triathletes again. And some, you know, some tend to have pretty poor bike handling skills. But um, I was, I wish there were more races like that on a venue that you can see the whole thing where it's, Drafting, you know, you've got way higher speeds going from the bike, and um, it was fun to see. I mean, because a lot of the triathlons I'll I'll go to will it will announce they come in, they transition, and then they're gone. It's so true. And then an hour later, they come in, they transition, and they're gone. And um, I God, I wish there was more races like that. I thought it was a really cool event. The turnout, eh, it was okay. It wasn't great. Um. You know, they were pulling riders, lapped riders, which I think might you might want to rethink something like that because I think it's probably discouraging when you get pulled. Why not just allow the lapped riders to finish the race but not draft? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think – I think that kind of – I don't know. I mean, it's like in a – That's tough. It's man. like in a crit on, on a road race. You know, they pull lapped riders. But, Always. Um, you know. So I don't know. It was, uh, but not uh, always, but sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Total Health Events. Um, Lynn and Jonathan put that one on, and um, it was great to work with them again. It was a great race. It was fun to get over that side of the state for a while. Um, so good event. It was a lot of fun. I wish I wish there was a lot more uh, draft legal races going on out there. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Yeah. Okay. So that was mine. That was mine. I want to talk about the adventure of Mark, and this kind of leads us into our topic. Here we are. Crap, thirty-eight minutes into our show. All right. Um, I want to talk about, first of all, I want to talk about your event. And second of all, I want to talk about uh, just uh, common courtesy, the concept of common courtesy and what's happened to it. So please tell us about your event. If we go along, we we put on the Founders Founders Day Triathlon this this weekend. And I guess I could summarize it best as, well, let's start here. 
Um, there were some serious problems with the race this weekend. Um, and the responsibility lies solely with me. So, wow. I mean, before I go ahead and bitch about all the ancillary problems, the, the issue was, I mean, it's me. So you put on a race. If there's a problem, it's you. I mean, that's okay. it. End of story. You know, wow. so I'll say that. Um, but so let's just call it a teachable moment that did not end. <laughs> <laughs> I got it already. Yeah, it was rough. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty tough event. Uh, I had a couple things go wrong. I last year we had close to the same amount of people. We had about 15, 20 more people show up this day, this time. Oh. Um, I bumped the start time back to allow for a local club to show up. And there's an old website for the race that kept the start, start time the same. So I had a group, a new group show up from a local club. I'm really not going to mention them. No. A local club show up and they said, well, fine, we're going to either pull ourselves from the race or you can start us earlier. Pre-registered? No. I wanted to please. And this was my mistake. I I said I had I had time I had like an hour and a half to kill um, and I'm like we could do waves. No, you didn't have an hour and a half to kill. You were getting ready for a race. You were setting up your race. No, the race was set up. I mean, honestly, okay. like the setup was done. Um, so Kurt, the threat Kurt was, Dupuis and I like had the had the race dialed in. The threat was this. The threat was, hi, we're all showing up. We haven't paid for our entry yet. But if you don't start the race an hour and a half earlier, we're not going to pay you our entry fee, which we haven't paid you yet. No, they paid. They'd already paid. This is after they paid. Yeah. This is after they paid. And did they know the start time? No, they never checked. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, buyer I tried, beware. I tried to accommodate. I'm, I tried to avoid buyer beware. This was a huge, huge mistake. Um, okay. Had I gone one wave, no problems. Yeah. Uh, I tried to go two waves. I thought, you know, it's a small enough race right now. I can do this. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, it was hubris. Um, you know, I just, I was wrong. And once I did it too, the type of volunteers, the type of support I had for the race... Um, quickly dissipated after the first wave. The second wave went off great. The second wave, no problems because, frankly, a local club showed up, filled in spots, everything went fine from there on out. 
um, or as fine as it could at that point. Do you think you just got the the kinks out after that first wave, or did, was it what I made it that would, first wave go off poorly? Uh, the worst thing was there's actually it's one of the only point to point triathlon swims I know yeah. of. Yeah, and there's trucks that bring people over. I was under the impression that the trucks had arrived and people were in the water. Oh, and so boy. I pulled the starting gun. The trucks arrived. Oh, shit. Yeah, it okay. was the worst moment of my life. Yeah. And it never would have happened had I not done waves. However, yeah. you know what? Damn. So, okay, so the second wave went off well. How was the reaction from the people in the first wave post Quite frankly, I think the people in the first wave, once we moved the start, would have been unhappy no matter what. Okay. So it was a it was an exercise in futility to try and please people. I quite frankly, I mean, and and my rant will go off on that a little bit more, but I strongly believe that you make a plan, you stick with the plan. I tried to be flexible and accommodating to kind of be, hey, everybody races, everybody races when they want to. And I think we can do this this way. It looked like we could do it. I was overly ambitious. I was overly ambitious with the number of volunteers I had and the, the expertise I had available to me. Um, because before I'd had very competent, like, lieutenants, if you will, yeah. right next to me, yourself and, and Kurt Dupuy, that could fill in. And that just didn't happen this year. And it, it really affected the race. Okay, I got I to gotta say this right out, though. It, it, I we we make it very clear about our stance in these sports. We both come from a cycling background. You have a more in-depth triathlon experience background. My triathlon experience comes from doing very doing a little bit, but more from the announcing end of it. Um, I have never attended an event that has changed its start time because somebody complained, especially moving it earlier. Well, I would never move, attend I an event, move and I'm not busting your balls. Time. I'm not busting your balls. If I show up at a race, if I show up at any race, and the start time is at three o'clock, and I'm here at noon, and I say, "Can you move it up to 2? They're going to laugh in my face, and I'm going to say, "Well, then I want my st- my 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 entry fee back." And they're going to either they have two choices at this point. They can say, "F you, you already paid for your start time, your entry fee," or here you go. Yeah. Here's your money. Have a nice day. Piss off. Um, I, the fact that you were willing to move that start time up shows a great dose of kindness and <laughs> lunacy from, from you. A hubris. Yeah. Hubris. Um, um, I, think that, I think that was extremely nice. I think if you show up to a race and you looked at the old website, that's your fault. You know, I actually got some feedback from people that said, you know, and then I also had I had I had a lot of stuff go wrong. For instance, um, one of the corners, the major corners, is is covered by the police, and I spoke to the police that morning, and they said it would cover it, and everything was fine, and I mean everything was as it should be. And then there was a shooting, and so the police <laughs> left. <laughs> so you had an unmanned corner, the big one, the biggest one where you cross a highway. Oh shit! Gone. I mean. So- how did you handle that? Did you send somebody down there to I flag didn't know. The corner, or then two people, afterwards? two or three people of the same people that were pissed off about the first wave. Oh Jesus! Missed that corner, and you know there's a an athlete that said, you know, the first rule of triathlon is know the course. Yeah, and the yeah. course was laid out on the website and all that stuff, and it's like, okay, fine, you didn't know the course, but I, I've got to kind of laugh a little bit about it of just going, 
you know, I lost two key volunteers. I was unable to replace that sort of expertise. And then I lost two more. I lost my timers. They didn't show up. Oh, Jesus. Um, And so then I had a timer who was smoking while taking the timers. (laughs) (laughs) It was like literally a nightmare of, of epic proportions of just going... I don't care. I just want the day to end yeah. so I can cry. Jesus. And, you know, I guess that's kind of a little bit of what I wanted to talk about. And I hope I'm not taking away from your rant. No, not at all. This what is the benefit of being a douchebag to race organizers? What is the benefit of complaining? How many times have you gone up to a race director, a race organizer, a volunteer, and shouted your opinion and been angry that it made them change? Oh, I, shit. I'm sorry. You're right. I was 16. You did win. I was 16 Tubby. when I was in Kamloops, and somebody said that I couldn't do something. They said, if you'd have been here earlier, and I said, I was here earlier. You've been late, an hour late with the registration, and now I'm screwed, and it was something silly. Yeah. And I'd done everything I was supposed to do, and somebody and one of the other people said, you know, this person's a volunteer. And I, yeah. felt, I felt about an inch tall. And so at the age of 16, I learned very quickly that being mad or displeased at a volunteer and i actually apologize that volunteer on the spot yeah but you know the damage was done at that point that person was just showing up so i think you make a good point pat and it was something i learned the hard way this weekend was you know i do it because i really like the sport and i think one of the things that was difficult for me that i think would have made a difference was i thought everything was fine and everything was kind of rolling along good i was worried about bike racks um all enough and you know, I didn't share enough with other people to get things covered the way I thought, the way they obviously should have been. Yeah. You know, we had T-shirts. We had medals. We had timers, I thought. We had everything in place, I thought, and we didn't. Best laid plans. Yeah, they well, always it wasn't yeah. best laid, though. I think I was in trial for the first half of the week in Pierce County. Um so I was across the state. I was gone for the, you know, and then I came back and thought I was fine and checked it. I made lists and double-checked and... I focused on the wrong things, you know. I mean, yeah. but I, I guess my my point is is here. You know, you are you are going above and beyond to to say these things, and you focused on the wrong thing, and you're apologi- You're being almost almost apologetic. Okay, that's just a flat out foamy beer. You poured that one really slow, and it's still foamed up. Um, but this the whining online, the ranting at the race, the pissing and moaning about these tiny little details and stuff like that. I see it at every race, and folks. 98% of race organizers do not do it for a profitable living. 98%. You know, you might have a couple of events you go out to where people actually make a living putting on these races. But most of them are just really nice people who want to keep the sport going. And you're going up to them and complaining to them is going to let they put one thought into their mind. And that one thought is, and here's where we're going to get our explicit rating, fuck it. I don't want to do this next year. The race is over. Yeah, and I think had I not had as great a wife as I do who literally showed up and put her head down and didn't say, honey, everything's falling apart. Yeah. She said, what can I do? Yeah. And and I think that was the interesting piece. Why can't the people who are complaining at the race start say, you know what? That's part of my rant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. part of my rant. Okay, I won't take that. And I think you're right, Pat. I think that was something I learned. And it was really interesting. I think uh, when you're down and out like that, you really find out who your friends are. Yeah. And – you know, the people I, I bent over backwards to accommodate are not my friends and are not interested in the sport. Yeah. I think 
the sport needs. I paid my entry fee. Give me my service. It's like, dude, I'm just. You know. That's a great. You know, that's a great point. You know, I paid my entry fee. Give me my service. Well, what service were you exactly expecting? You got a time. You got a T-shirt. You got a medal. You got a race. You got to run against other people. And the funniest part, and I will say this online, there's a team and there's another team called Trifusion here locally. Trifusion, I think, finds some pretty good athletes. And I said yeah. this one local team. You're involved with Trifusion. So we, we can say that. Yeah, I'm a you member. Know, yeah, yeah. I'm a member. And the Trifusion team was showing up later on. That's why I bumped the start start time. And this one team said, oh, it's, I guess it's us against Trifusion today. Well, not according to the clock because Trifusion yeah. literally, literally blew them out of the water. I mean, well, like, I you know, I not, not even like as far as us against them. Yeah. No, you're not even – I mean, you think you're in the race. You're not even in the league. I don't – but you know, is that the point, though? Is that what you're striving for? You know, I don't think it should be. If you throw down verbally the, like that? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. If you, you think it's us against them, great. They went against you, and you weren't even in the race. Yeah. I mean, I get my ass kicked on almost every race I compete in nowadays because I don't train enough and all that kind of stuff. And I, But there, there's one thing I have learned is don't be an asshole. If you didn't <laughs> like the race, if you didn't like the race, if it was the worst race you've ever attended, don't come back. Don't come back next year. That's all you have to do. How about Don't when, come back. How about when we announce races and we save the race because we're able to figure a few things out and make people happy because we know what we're doing. Yeah. As announcers, not as race directors. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you oh, know, we, we're able we're to help that. people out. And, and just because we know what's going on, we're willing to accommodate people. And people are assholes to us. How well do we react to that? Yeah, it's not, I mean, you're never going to get a positive result being a dick. And you know what? The thing is, you know, especially to a volunteer, especially to some grandma who came out there to stand on the corner with a sign in the rain and, and help out. And you're coming around and screaming at her because she didn't direct you around the corner right is going to, first of all, make her hate bikes hate athletes of that style she's going to not come back next year and she's going to she's going to spread the word so guess what you're being a douche has ruined it for probably 20 or 30 other people well how about this i mean i pay money you know i mean i literally bought stuff that i won't get reimbursed for so that they could race yeah how's that you know i paid money for your entry fee yeah and i i donate most of the money could i break even and all that stuff sure but I try to maximize the amount that goes to charity. So I paid money for you to be an asshole to me. Yeah. Come back next year and see how well it works. There are people that are invited not to race next year. Yeah. And they will. They will. They might hear that. Really? Wow. Um. You know. And I've I, my my father. I might have busted his balls a little bit say ago that for sure. You but. can't. But uh, my I might have busted his balls a little bit ago and joking with my dad. But my dad did teach me a lot of things, and one of them was always thank at least one volunteer at every race. I don't care how shitty the race was. Look at that person in the eye and say, thank you for being out here today. I had my nine-year-old stepson handing out medals, and I don't know beyond Trifusion if anybody said thank you. Really? Jesus Christ. The I'm sorry. The Trifusion people just... even stopped to break down the course. Folks, folks, it's not about, you know, this isn't the world fucking championships get out there compete have a good time be happy be thankful these small especially these smaller races man these are the ones that make up the grassroots of our sport these are the ones that if these people enjoyed themselves they had a good time their community benefited they're going to keep doing it but you know what if you're an asshole and you're yelling at them the whole time they're going to say f these 
triathletes, F these cyclists. I'm not going to play this game anymore. Well, let's, let's not really, going to do it. Let's Don't qualify it too. I mean, there were there were problems with the race. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to plenty punch. Yes, but though. is screaming at you going to make that problem go away? Nobody screamed. I mean, you could just tell. But it's like it's kind of funny because the people who are screaming are the people who have nothing to do with the sport. There you That's go. That's the funny part. The people, and, and they're they're coming in the rant. The rant actually, I think, should be pretty positive tonight because the okay. people who matter actually shined. And 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 we don't want to ruin the rant. No, okay. I'd, I'd rather not. But okay. I'm I I'm a yeah. I was very. I guess when I say it was a teachable moment, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about my own um, weaknesses. Like yeah. me as a grand sportif or something like that. I have <laughs> I have certain strengths and. You know, race organization probably isn't one of them, but I think my wife and I, with the right people surrounding us, could get a lot better and could keep this race alive. Yeah. We could keep this race alive. We're going to need a lot of help, though. Yeah. We're going to need a lot of help, and, and honestly, it could be so much better, and it'd be better if someone who is not a lawyer and not doing their own thing could focus on a little more, and I think my wife and I could, could get that down a little bit and also delegate some things and, and, and hopefully have someone, you know, just get some partners in with it. And, yeah. and I think we can get there, but I'm, I myself, you just have to go ahead and, and understand of like, wow, <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. And, and, and go from there. And, but the best part was we made actually really good money for a charity. I good. mean, we did okay. The membership, the, the, you know, the, the people who competed was up 25% from last year. We had, um, an entire second wave show up because I bumped the start time. 20 that's, people. That's the key. You figured it out there. The start time. I mean, the start time has to be bumped back yeah. hands down. And I think there's more we can do. And my wife came up with some great marketing ideas of just like, well, why don't we do this? I'm like, well, thanks for going. Jesus. You know, were you six months ago? No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. She no, was no. there the whole time. I didn't share with her. She was pregnant six months ago. Yeah. But, but she had things on her mind. Yeah, that's true. And then she had a newborn, but yeah, but I mean, also I didn't share and I didn't ask. And no, so, yeah, you know, you look at your own weaknesses and you go, okay, this was my fault. I mean, yeah. the debacle, go ahead. I mean, don't put blame on people bitching. Put blame on the decision, that snap decision to go, oh, we can do this. Yeah. You know, dumb. Well, really dumb. And I just, I mean, I guess my whole point of it was to just, just be positive. I don't care how bad the race went. If you are so furious at the race director that you want to shoot them in the face, just get in your car and go home. Have an ice cream. Don't race the race. Don't come back next year. Don't, you know, yes, you can send them an email after the fact saying, you know what, I thought this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong. Be professional about it because you know what? When it comes down to it, as a triathlete in a triathlon club, as a cyclist in a cycling club, look down at your shirt. You are wearing sponsors all over that. When you are out there, you are a walking billboard. If somebody thinks, wow, that person was you know, brand X is a dick. I'm not going to go to that company. Guess what? You've just screwed it up for your, for your sponsors. So understand that you are representing your sport and, and don't be an ass. So true. find a professional way to do it. So true. I so mean, anyway, yeah. but that's how I feel. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, we did some great things and I really tried to market it towards clubs and give discounts a month or two out and, and make it make it possible yeah. for everybody to come. The other thing that that kind of killed me with a couple of clubs was they had races on the same day. It's yeah. like, you know, everything lots going on. I 
I don't know. I think there's more we can do because it's a first-time race for a lot of people. It doesn't matter what else is going on. They'll either come or they won't. So I think there's more that can be done. The race has a ton of potential. It's a great spot, great town. It is. Um, yeah. I, I can't I'm not say just enough. saying that because you're here with me. I mean, I remember being there last year. It is a really cute little place to have and it's a, a race. fun race. And yeah. even though you know, like, hey, we had 60 competitors, fine, but. So what? Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Well, I mean, but it was good, and they they had more before, but it was still it it was good, and we can get better, and there's yeah. more to be done, and it, it's doable, and and so it's as bad as it was. I'm very positive towards it, but yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to blame anybody, fine, blame me. You know, I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Shit, it's a bad decision. Yeah. You know, no, own it and move on because yeah. I think we've got some things to do. I think I need to ask for some help for some people, and I've got some idea, but idea ideas. Yeah. Hopefully more than one idea. Uh, but, you know, we've got some stuff. Okay. Okay. You know, along those lines, you've been doing that. My my wife and I have been doing these trail runs. If uh, You know, I'm going to throw that out there, even though this, is a, this isn't a, a running-based show all the time. But uh, we've got two left. Get your asses out there and do some trail runs with us. The numbers have not been great for us either, and I don't know why. We, I mean, everybody who comes has been saying, God, great race. You know, the first, the second race I did, I screwed up. I, I didn't flag and mark the course well enough. Some people got lost on the course. They found their way back. But I learned from that. They were very positive. In fact, the guy who I thought was the most angry with me came up to me, and I said, man, I'm sorry. I didn't flag the course. He says, no, it wasn't you. I was following the guy in front of me. He said, it wasn't your fault. I was, I should have been paying more attention and he, oh my God, to hear that from that guy, but to know that, yes, you know, I dropped the ball and I should have, I should have marked the course better, made me work harder next week. He wasn't angry. He wasn't a dick. I changed the course. I altered it. And man, now you can see it from space, how well it's marked. So, you know, that's the thing. So let's, you know, be positive about that kind of stuff for crying out loud. Uh, junior program. I got to talk about the junior program before we wind things up. Go real quick. It is happening. It is full bore. Uh, the uh, 2G1D Junior Development Program. We are having our first camp coming up in July. I've been talking out my ass about this for way too long, about the need for juniors in the sport of cycling. If you're a kid and you're listening to this show right now, I apologize for the swearing. Um, but come out, and uh, what we'll do is we'll have that on 2G1DEvents.com. You can check out the dates for that introductory thing for kids. Um, I, you know, I'm saying 19 and under, but I have a feeling this first group is going to be a little younger than that. But um, if, you, if you're interested in becoming a bike racer, we're going to have different groups going on different rides, different distances. We're going to be talking about um, learning how to ride uh, uh, you know, in a group, in traffic, uh, some beginning bike maintenance, things like that. So um, we're, I'm excited to do this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to hopefully get a good amount of kids out there because I think it's due. I think it's way overdue. And um, I've been talking about about junior cycling out my ass for way too long. So that's about the junior program. Before we get to the rant, our next show is going to happen before the Tour de France starts. Yep. we got to place bets before the race starts. So, okay. Um, I'm, you know, it's, we're, we're looking at Levi Leipheimer came into form in the, uh, Tour de Suisse, which I can't believe he's kind of coming into form. Uh, there is no Andy Schleck. Andy Schleck broke a bone in his hip or something like that. He's gone. He's out. Um, Frank Schleck had a pretty good tour, tours of Swiss. He's kind of coming into fitness. He can't time trial for shit. You can't, you, I don't think you could ever. I'm count just naming on either the top. One of the Schlecks, so I, I know. I'm just so. naming the tops. Chris uh, Chris Horner, who was out of the tour, but now is back in the tour because no. of Schleck. Um, no. And you've got uh, you've got Wiggins. You got Bradley Wiggins, and no. I think you've got Cadell Evans. I'm going with Wiggle. I think Wiggle's going to win the tour. That's my bet. 
that's my pick. <sighs> What's Cadell's team like? BMC. They're great. They're, they're always good. good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Italian. Italian? Yeah, I think there might be an Italian writer. Who? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Jesus. Not Basso. <laughs> Basso's going to be in it. I don't think he can do it. No, I don't think he can either. No. I think Bradley Wiggins. That's my pick right now. I think so. I'll give you, I'll give you until the first week is over. So we will do our next show within yeah, the first Wiggins, week of the tour. I don't think Wiggins can do it. Okay. I'm and I don't think Evans will either. I'm thinking I Wiggins. think Evans, if somebody actually, I don't know, attacks Evans, he's going to crack. Just like LMFAO. Wiggle, 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 yeah. Wiggle, 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 yeah. Let me look. Let me look. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, is it time? It is. It, it is time. time for the rant, and I've been waiting for this because you and I had a long talk. Uh, I was on my cell phone, on speakerphone, on the drive home from from uh, Monroe, and I was anxious to hear your thoughts on all this kind of stuff. And you, you gained some perspective on this, and, and your lawyer ability is going to kick in. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is Mark's night for the rant. So here we go. So I had two things that happened last weekend. One, of course, I learned how much my wife loves me, which is great, and. I also learned who my friends were. Along with learning who your friends are, you also learn who your friends are not. I had a race that I organized. Certainly, it did not go as planned because I shifted the plan. Now, before I get into too much detail, I'm responsible. If at the end of the day, I chose to hold a race and things did not go well, and guess what? Blame me. That's awesome. Before anybody should know is... Before anybody should pass judgment, what they should know is that I donate my money, my time, my efforts towards this race. It's something I do because I love to do it. It's not something I do for money. In fact, I lose money on this race every single year. So there, that's what I do. But what really fascinated me was a sense of entitlement by a local triathlon club. What they did, they did not just come up and complain about one single aspect of the race. They went one step further. They went back. They actually had a conspiracy. I could see the group teeming with anger that I had dared to change a start time that had been in place for 10 years, maybe longer. I don't know. Because frankly, I don't care. I did that to accommodate other athletes. And in fact, these same athletes were so fixated upon themselves, their schedules, everything else, all that mattered in their world was them. And you know what they did? They actually continued to complain the entire race, no matter what I did, no matter how much I tried to please them, it wasn't enough. So I guess my statement to them is, fuck you, <laughs> don't race. Don't race and don't come to my race. All of you, you know who you are. Don't come. I don't give a fuck. Now, having said that, there's one other person that really, really capped my goat. He's a well-known triathlete in the area. He's actually a decent athlete. He came to race. He's a local athlete, and I gave him a local discount even though he showed up on the day of the race to register. He had not contacted me. He had not communicated with me whatsoever. And yet he chose to go on Facebook and contact every single person he knew. I think there's four of you about how angry he was that I had changed the start time of his race. Not once did you 
ever speak to me of this. Not once did you bring it up. Instead, you went public. Rest assured, should you choose to listen to this podcast, should you choose to speak to me in the future, that bridge has not been burned. It has been nuked. It's over. Fuck you. <laughs> All right? Whoa. There we go. What I see in that, and I guess I, I apologize for the profanity because I think it may weaken the message. And what I would like to say to this person is you are little more than a coward behind a keyboard. You chose to express your displeasure of an event that you loved, which is now going to be much different if I run it, which you loved and you didn't talk to anybody. Here's the deal, folks. If you have a problem with someone, tell them. Talk to them. Don't talk to everybody around them. My sympathy for you is not only limited, it doesn't exist. So therefore, that's what I have to say. But to turn this around a little bit, there is a group that showed up. There's a group, and I'm going to name them by name. Ronnie Crenshaw, Brian Rowe, and Russ Abrams. These are three people. Now, here's what these guys did that day. They showed up at 6 in the morning and volunteered at a kid's triathlon. They set the course up. They had the triathlon. They broke the course down. They came out. They competed in my event. And then when I needed help breaking down the course, they stayed and helped. Maybe that's what the sport's about. Maybe it's about those three guys. They sat there and they jumped in where it was needed. And they helped me out when I really, really needed them. Thanks. Thanks a lot. A charity got your money and is going to go towards kids. And you help me. To me, that's what it's all about. Now, there are also my good friends who jumped in where it was needed. There's, I mean, I'm going to say it. Roger and Jesse Thompson showed up and went where I needed them most without even me having to ask. But you, you team fire, you guys sat around and complained. And you did not once ask if, I, if you could help. You didn't need, ask what I needed. You saw a crisis and you saw that as an opportunity to treat me poorly. I'm disappointed in you. And I'm disappointed in your club. And you as representatives of that club bear 100% of the responsibility. So my rant is directed at you. If there is a question who I'm angry with, it is you. If there is a question as to whether or not your club will receive a club discount next year, that has been answered. You will not. I do not support your club, though I have in the past. In fact, I have actually plugged your club when nobody else would. That will not happen in the future. Best wishes. Our relationship is over. You never know who you could be pissing off. They might have a podcast. In the packfiller.com studios, I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. <laughs> we will see you next week. Hew! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 